Well, gentlemen, thank you for being brave enough to come back another day after uh, last week. It makes me feel like I may have, the Lord may have used me just a little bit to be able to share something with you. I've, um, what was that? <laughs> Leave it up to you. You know, the subject of intimacy is one of those things that it's kind of a hard word for men, and especially for this man, to talk about what does the word intimacy mean. You know, I always have said, I think I said this last week, I think about the bedroom when I think of the word intimacy. But it's never been more modeled to me as I studied this study, since I started studying this, what it meant to be, to have intimacy. What does that really mean to me in my relationship with God? And it's been very eye-opening. I wrote this last night as I was getting ready to go to bed, and um, intimacy with the Father comes at a loss before it is a gain. Intimacy with the Father is a loss before it becomes a gain. I said that to my wife, and she says, I don't know sure if I understand that or get what you're saying with that. So let me see if I can put it this way. First of all, intimacy is something that we and God desires for each and every one of our lives to be with him to have that intimate moment that intimate moment he wants us to be able to come to him and he we know him and he knows us so it was found over in james you may know this verse um this is what i mean when it's, it comes with the loss before it comes with the gain james one two through four Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Steadfast, steadfastness has its effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Whenever that verse comes up to me, take heart that you're going to have troubles in this world. I don't like troubles in this world because that means I've got to leave something. I've got to lose something before I can gain something. I cannot be the God man, the God called, the man that God has called me to be if I think I can walk into his presence at all times and think that I got it all together, that I have the solution to what God wants to do in my life. And that is just truly not the case. There's references over and over and over in the Bible about God wanting to have an intimate moment with you. He wants to have a time with you. He's asking you to come to him. He's asking you to get to know him. And we talked about last week, my father. And I shared with you last week, and I'm not going to talk as long as I talked last week, but I talked to you last week about my father and how I would hear the engine roar and how I'd run to hear my dad and be with my dad. And as I said, as I got older, I didn't do that because, A, I got too big to be on the tractor, even though he continued to drive it. But I started becoming distance because I knew that. I knew the sound of that engine. I heard the sound of the engine roaring, and then it was to the point where I am not going to run anymore. I'm not going to act like a fool and run out to my dad like I used to. There's no way that now I am, I'm past his chin that I'm going to stand behind him while he stands behind me because I can hold the steering wheel myself. Then I got to a place where I can even drive the, I can drive this tractor. Why do I even need my dad? Matter of fact, it would even be more fun for me if my dad would let me drive the tractor versus him driving the tractor because I've done that and I've been there. What I did was break up the intimacy because I didn't need my father anymore. Now, I'm not sure about you guys, but as you go through your journey with Christ, have you ever found yourself 
trying to say, I don't need him anymore. I've done that. I've been there. I don't need to have someone show me what it's like. Fast forward with my dad. My dad would help me. He, could, he was a jack of all trades and he was a master of several of them. My dad could take a car apart, which I saw him, take the engine out of the car, put it up on a chain, take it out of the car, put the thing back in and never have a bolt left over. <laughs> never. I did. I took my transmission out once, put it back together, and no exaggeration, had nine bolts. I had no idea where they went. <laughs> Somehow the car still ran, but I swear. I called my dad after this is way past that, and I said, Dad, I got nine bolts left over. He goes, boy, I have no idea what to tell you. <laughs> but here's the deal. My dad would call, I would call my dad and I'd say, I already know how to do that, dad. And I lost the intimacy of who my father was. I lost the intimacy of how to be able to get on my knees and be with my dad and be in his presence. And so as I was walking through this week and talking through this week, and I have no idea why I can't keep my phone on. I wrote down a couple things here and I'd like to share them with you. God has, he desires a relationship with you. He desires one with, with me. We were made as human beings to have a relationship with God and to have an intimate relationship with God, to know him by name. And the way we know that is not just because we have a presence, it's because we have a, a position, a position on our knees before him, <clears throat> a position where we are releasing who we are, that we can become the man that God has called each and every one of us to be. True intimacy is not about something that we hear about, but it's an experience in which we go through. We have to be able to have a relationship with God and allow ourselves to be who Christ has called us to be. I walked out of here last week and somebody handed me a piece of paper and it had three simple words on it. It said, into me, see, into me, into me, see. Joe handed me a piece of paper and he said, Call me if you don't understand this. I put the paper in my pocket, and it was just a very small piece of paper. And I got to my first stop, and I was like, oh, Joe gave me a piece of paper. I got to find it. And I searched high and low, and I couldn't find the paper. And just at the very last minute when I was getting ready to call Joe, I found a piece of paper. And it said, into me, see. I love that phrase. Because if you truly want to know the Father, you want to say, into me, Lord God. See me. But reveal to me who you want me to be. Into me, see the need that I have. Intimacy, let me see the need I have for you. Into me, see the rottenness of who I am, that I can lose that before I can, so I can gain what you call me to gain. Into me, see the vision that I want to be the son and the father and the husband that you've called me to see, to be. I'm not sure if that's what you meant when you gave that to me, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. And I ran with it and I said, into me, see all week, into me, see the, the need that I have for you. I walked in this morning and a, couple, a few of you asked me if I was ready. And I said, no, no, because into me, see, I see the fact that I am, in, I am not worthy to be able to do it. But God says, you're worthy to stand here. Into me see the failure that I feel in my life, but God says you're not a failure. 
into me, see the, 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 the disappointment I have had in my life and the decisions that I've made. And God says, into you I see my story. Into me see the future that you have for me. And God says, the future I have for you is to be obedient to what I've called you to be and allow me to fill your vessel. I'll leave you with these words. Don't you love it when a preacher says, I'll leave you with these words? Like, amen. God help him. Yeah. And then I'll talk for another. I'll talk for another. 30, yeah, 30, yeah. Set back. The game hasn't started yet. 30 more minutes left. Can't see worth a darn. So it's um, verses taking my word for what intimacy stands for and who it is. But this is what God says about the intimacy. Intimacy. He says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. For those of you who are looking for this, this is an obviously in Matthew 5, verses 3 through 4. Blessed are, the, blessed are those, I can't even see, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Jesus goes and he gives eight different blessings for those who need him, who need to lose something to gain something. As he was standing on the mountain sharing these verses and talking about this, people were looking at him and said, this is so radical. There is no way that I could give up that because it means I'm a weak individual. But God is saying, blessed the person that is poor. Who in here wants to be poor? Who in here wants to say, I have nothing that I need to be filled with something? He's saying, blessed are those who are poor. Blessed are those who mourn. Blessed are those who are meek. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirst for righteousness. Not thirst for my way. Not thirst for the job that I want. Not thirst for the woman that I'm looking for. Not thirst for the career that I have. But the thirst for righteousness. To be obedient to God is something that I just ask the Father for me all the time. Because I need to be poor and realize that it cannot be dependent upon who I am to be who he's called me to be. If God was anything like me, you all would be in a lot of trouble. So I pray to be like the Father. And the Father wants me to be like him. As I look into the mirror, I ask more and more, Father, make my reflection be your reflection. That when people see me, yeah, I want to be noticed. I'm a human being. Yes, I'm a man. I like to know that I'm making a difference in the world. But more importantly, and the older I get and the more I realize that I've got more time behind me than I have in front of me, I want to leave this world with somebody saying, that was a man who knew God. And more importantly, that was a man that God knew. And that my name was written in the Lamb Book of Life, not because of my accomplishments, but because of my surrender. And so did the disciples who had walked with Jesus, who had ate with Jesus, who had been with Jesus. Asked them one day after they'd seen all these miracles and they were walking and said, Father, teach us how to pray. Some people call this, those who don't understand the word, the Lord's Prayer. But this is truly the disciples' prayer. He says, if you're going to pray, pray it like this. And I'll leave you with this. He says to say, our father, daddy, our father, who is not standing next to me, but who's in heaven. Father, your kingdom come. I need to die. Your will be done 
I need to surrender. I need it for what's going on in me in heaven, just as it's going to happen here on earth. There's no good that's going to happen here on earth that I want to be, that I'm going to bring to heaven. So make my earth be your heaven in my life. Give me my daily bread, not my 401k that's going to be the thing that I'm going to worry about the absolute most of my home has to be the place for me. But give me my daily bread. And the thing that's so hard for most of us, because if we get wronged, we said, and it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive those who debt, who trespassed against us. Lead me, Father, not into temptation. Lead me away from that thing that's distracting me. Rather it be a computer, rather it be work, rather it be our career. Lead me away from the temptation from the evil one. Father, let your kingdom come. For yours is the power and yours is the glory. Not for tomorrow, but forever, 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 forever. If you're lacking to know how to have intimacy with God, use that prayer and ask him to fill you that that prayer is not just something you say at night, at supper, or as just a cute phrase to use. But Lord, into me see my need for you. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for the privilege that it is to stand before these men, to stand among these men, to be in community with these men. Iron Man was put together not for us to sit back and hear a man speak, but for one man to sharpen another man, that we would link arms together and live out this thing that we're talking about, intimacy. Not only, Father, which is the most important thing that our intimacy is with you, but we find intimacy with our wives and our children and the community in which you have allowed us to be a part of. We're not meant to hear these messages and these words that have been taught and are talked about in these sessions for months and years to come. Just to say, I have head knowledge, but change my heart that I will go out in the field where people have no hope, the poor in spirit, that they will come to know and understand and to know the living God that we serve. Father, I pray that you will anoint each person in this room to have that that faith to know that they are not walking alone and to into them see. It's in your name we pray. Amen.